0: We are finally about to see how Justin Herbert looks in year two of Joe Lombardi's offense. If the Chargers' new and improved run defense can actually hold up when the pads come on. And if Kenneth Murray can finally get healthy, make the leap everybody's been waiting for. We're talking training cam storylines of today's Locked On Chargers podcast.
1: You are Locked On Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day
0: what is up and welcome into the locked on chargers podcast i'm your host daniel wade joined as always by my co-host david drogemeyer and we've been covering the chargers together for over six seasons we're heading into our fifth season as a host of the locked on chargers podcast bringing you your team every day Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today, and to make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel, and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. But David, it's hard to not feel the buzz about training camp being just about here, and I wanted to get into some storylines like Justin Herbert in second year of Joe's offense. Like, if the Chargers might regret not getting that right tackle, this is the first time we're going to get to see him, and they're going to get put on... In a spotlight against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, we're also going to be talking about if Khalil Mack can get back to that defensive player of the year form and be one of the best edge defenders in the league. And if guys like Kenneth Murray and Nazir Adderley can finally make that leap, right? With Kenneth and Murray, obviously you just need him to get healthy first too, but both of those guys are in a prime position to potentially make something happen. But I think, David, it's always about Justin Herbert, especially – Because it's offense 202 now, right? Because we'd only ever seen him learning new offenses for the first time. Both of the other times we've been here covering him, right? It was Anthony Lynn and Shane Sykin's offense. Then it was Joe Lombardi's offense. Now he gets that continuity. Now we get to see him out there in another year where all these guys should be a little bit better and more informed than they were last season, right? And that is one of the things I'm definitely looking forward to most.
1: Me too, because there's going to be less mistakes that he's going to have to clean up this year I, because he has those inventory of experiences, as Brandon Staley likes to put it. He's already seen a bunch of defenses out there. He's already made a bunch of those brilliant throws. He knows what he can do at this level now. And now he, you can go about the more nuances, nuanced approaches of playing the quarterback position. Like, for example, he basically said that he was going on a one count pretty much the entirety of all of last season. And now he says he wants to use that as more of a weapon this year, that hard count or that going on two, going on three, getting more creative with what you're going to do. And you know that the more cerebral nature and we know he has it. We know uh, that Justin Herbert is incredibly brilliant. He has that stuff going for him. And also he has a lot of things to be excited about. I mean, going into the second year of the offense, like we mentioned, the improvement on the right side of the offensive line hopefully a better defense where he's not going to have to have to get his team and and climb them out of all the problems that his defense is giving up you know 27 points per game right and hopefully he's not going to have to do as much and we'll see a better more efficient version of justin herbert this year and year two of the offense yeah i mean i
0: was at a few different training camp practices last year, right? And it did start stuff. There were a few interceptions, and obviously, training camp interceptions don't mean very much, but obviously, he was learning and the rest of the offense is learning. Guys didn't know exactly where they were supposed to be. And it takes a second when you're installing something brand new like that for pretty much all of those guys, except for Jared Cook, basically, who had spent right. a little bit of time there, right? But everything else was different. And you had a head coach, an offensive coordinator from the Saints, and then a quarterback coach from the 49ers, and a, you know, tight end coach from the Raiders like it was so many things that had to come together last year all that stuff's in place now and I think what it is going to do it's going to keep building those confidences for Justin Herbert because even it, we've heard so much that he's a perfectionist and that's going to make him great eventually that's what all the coaches have told us he just has to get everything perfect I think having a full training camp where he has the full confidence in confidence in the verbiage and all of those things and can just go out there and sling it is going to keep building that confidence which For a guy who's so understated and you feel like he doesn't realize he's the best player on the field most times when he touches it, that's going to do so much for him in turning him into that, taking him to that next level. Because that's what this is about, Justin Herbert leveling up. But you're talking about hard counts. I mean, giving Justin Herbert a potential chance to get a team on a hard count, right, and get a free play where he just gets to chuck it as far as he wants to. Yeah, I'd love to see more of that. But one of the things that's going to play a big factor in that is – what's going to happen at right tackle. And this is the first time we get to see it, David. It's Storm Norton, it's Trey Pipkins. And for the team, it's the first chance to really look at it and be like, hey, is one of these guys going to be able to take their game enough to the next level so we don't feel like we have to really go from the outside and bring somebody in? Or, oh no, red alert time. Now we need to go find somebody and get them quick.
1: Yeah, because after what happened with Storm Norton last year, it's just unacceptable for you to go into this season with that type of performance 60 pressures and 9 sacks given up that and and a lot of those were in really crucial moments unfortunately the opposing teams knew that they could feast on on that right tackle position because you know you, you weren't getting anything done on the left side so right. pass rushers had to move to the right side to be able to get their money and unfortunately they made a lot of money off of Storm Norton last oh, year
0: you're right you're 100% right and with Trey Pipkins right it's, the two best games of his entire career we saw last yes. season, but it's such an incredibly small sample size. And like, I'm obviously uncomfortable where the charges are at there as we sit here right now, because I haven't seen it from either of those dudes for more than two games. Right. Yeah. We saw from Trey Pipkins it was storm Norton. It was very up and down. He got some good games. He's had some bad games. He could get better. Trey yeah. Pipkins could be that guy, right? Duke Manyweather, the head of O-line mastermind, said he's one of the most improved players they had at the camp. I love to hear it. And he also said Rashawn Slater was one of the most improved, too. So it's like that's how can I can't even that I don't even more? have time to try to, like, process any of that right now. Because I the dude was just ranked the fourth best tackle in the NFL by executives. Right.
1: After one season, one season. But
0: <laughs> I think it's just we have to see it. We, we've we seen yeah. enough puff pieces. Right. We we know that we, we've we seen both of those dudes on the field. And for the most part, when both those dudes have been on the field, it's been not great for the Chargers. Yeah. And you just don't want to have that one. Big weak link, especially with Zion Johnson, probably going to be lining up right next to him, right? As a rookie, you want that to be a very solid player. And I think the other part of that is they can get better. Both of them, you know, it could be real with Trey Pipkin. Storm Norton yeah. could improve. It's just hard to put all of your eggs in that basket. now we're going to see it. And I don't know how any coaches like, okay, was well, that guy not good or is that just Joey Bosa being the greatest defensive players the Chargers have ever had or Khalil Mack just doing something absolutely ridiculous? I, I mean, we will,
1: we will get a very true evaluation of what these guys have totally. done in the offseason and the work that they have put in It is going to be on full display because they're going to have to go against nightmare number one, Joey Bosa, and nightmare number two, Khalil Mack, all 100%. training camp long.
0: And what that could lead to, obviously, the first thing is protecting Justin Herbert. Giving him enough time to let plays develop downfield right, and and just hold up just enough to give him that extra half second. But it's also having your offensive rushing attack be something that's feared, too, which is something that wasn't really the case last year for the Chargers. 21st in total rushing yards, 25th in explosive rushes, which is 20-plus yard rushes, 16th, so middle of the pack in yards per carry, which is crazy since it was really anchored by the third and fourth string running backs last year. Yeah. And they ranked 22nd in rushing attempts as far as how many times they are able to rush the ball. And other teams that are near, their, near them in rushing attempts last year are teams like the Giants, the Jaguars, the Falcons, the Texans, the Seahawks, bad, the Steelers, bad, bad. the Rams, the Buccaneers as well. And okay. the Raiders, which, you know, FTR, family trust, respect, all that stuff. So I think that it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to have it to be good. But it would be a hell of a compliment to what they already have, I'm Justin Herbert.
1: Oh man, it would be. I mean, when you have a good quality running game, you're in those shorter down and distance situations. You're in those third and threes, those third and fours, where you can get creative. You know, you don't. It opens up your playing your your playbook when you're not in those third and seven, third and eights, 100%. where there's only a couple of plays that you can really call on that you feel comfortable and confident that they're going to be able to pick up those first downs. Third and three, third and four, you can do those rollouts. You can do those play actions. And when you have a strong running game, your play action game is way, way more effective because when you have to legitimately account for the running backs, catching the ball out of the backfield and running in between the tackles and getting efficient, legitimate rushing yards, and then you have to go, oh, my God. The play action and how, what do I do? And then you have to go out there and cover Keenan Allen and Mike Williams after you've been getting gashed in the running game. It just makes your offense that much more unpredictable, which makes your offense way, way more efficient.
0: Yeah, and just dangerous and way more dangerous and all that. that yes, stuff. but that wasn't the biggest issue. The Chargers' run defense, or run offense, was not the biggest issue. The run defense was right, and that's the thing that's going to have to improve the most for the Chargers to take the biggest jump. For this team defensively, because that was excruciatingly hard to watch. And it feels like it should be a lot better. But there might be a couple of things we're not thinking about that could make it better. Like what's Kenneth Murray gonna look like when he's out there behind those new defensive tackles? So we're gonna get into that. And if this new and improved run defense can hold up once training camp starts and the pads come on coming up after this, but I do need to tell you guys the official betting sponsor for the Lockdown Chargers podcast is betonline.net. And there's a lot of bets you can place right now on your favorite Chargers players. You can go on prop bets with Justin Herbert winning MVP, Derwin James, Joey Bosa as Defensive Player of the Year, Brandon Staley as Coach of the Year. Get it now before it's, you know, too late, because I think we could be halfway through the season, and that could, those odds could get a lot worse, right? And you'd make a lot less on it. But it's not just that. And one of the things I love about bet online is, especially in the offseason, when I can't bet on actual live football games, I still have something I can use for UFC, basketball, hockey, baseball. Right now, it's obviously going on golf, racing, horse racing, esports, whatever you're looking for. You can bet on it at betonline.net. And it really does kick it up a notch when you're watching things that you're not usually watching. But let me tell you, you will get into badminton, right? If you're watching it and you have something on it with Bet Online, they have so many fun bets to choose from as well. So make sure you guys head to the Bet Online today. Use your mobile device or your desktop to get there and learn more about the action that's happening right now at Online, where the game starts. All right, it's training camp storylines, and we have to get into the Chargers run defense because that is just going to be a season-long storyline as we enter the season, how it's going to hold up, and we finally get to see it when these guys get out there on the field, and they have way more valuable players at that position than they did last season, and the guys that specialize in stopping the run and i think we have talked about that a lot and it was huge huge additions like austin johnson like sebastian joseph day that make you feel better about it but we know how much the chargers didn't value it last year and how much it came back to haunt them but i do need to tell you guys i almost forgot that they're making talking about the most valuable players in the nfl right now at locked on nfl which stars move the betting line the most you might ask at betonline.net think you're going to like where Justin Herbert ends up on this list. You're going to have to tune in to find out. It started July 18th, and you can find it on the On NFL channel, wherever you get your podcast from, and on YouTube. But, David, it was uh, hard to watch. It wasn't easy. It wasn't hard to figure out when watching the Chargers what their biggest issue was last year, and one of the biggest reasons why their defense was one of the worst defenses in the league. And it's the run defense. And now we get to see Sebastian Joseph Day out there for the first time. He's played in Brandon Staley's defense. We get asked to see Austin Johnson, who the last couple of years has been very highly ranked as far as his run stop percentage as the defensive tackle. And I think even the competition there is a lot better. So the guys coming on off the bench should be able to perform better than we saw last year. I think it's a much, much deeper unit with much better starting and talent. And this is the first time we get to take a look at it.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of defensive backs on the field for the Chargers just because that's how Brandon Staley's defense is run. And yeah, they don't, you know, they don't really focus as much on stopping the run, but we saw last year why you have to focus on stopping the run because everything else that you want to do is contingent on your ability to stop the run or not stop the run. And we saw that last year against the Chargers. The Chargers gave up so much rushing yards per game 130 plus per game teams knew that they could bully the chargers they 2, knew that they could get first
0: down total yards too like that's Ooh. just like imagine if the chargers had rushed themselves for 2400 yards we would not be talking about their run offense like that's just no. such a like if so a running back at 2361 like it, that's how bad that's crazy like it's nuts. yeah i mean
1: it, it like i said it affects everything that you want to be able Especially to do the downs, like on the said. defensive side of the ball it affects yeah. everything. If you can't stop the run, then you're going to be in those short down and distance situations uh, when when the opposing is can run the ball, they can throw the ball. We were talking about the impact of short down and distances on offense. On defense, it's putting a lot more stress on their ability to get off the football field, which yeah. the Chargers did not do good enough last year. When you can stop the run and put them in those unfavorable positions. That's when you get more turnovers. That's when you get the offense back on the field more often. And that's exactly what you want. Put the ball back in Justin Herbert's hands as often as you can.
0: And the thing, I think there is like a misconception that Brandon Staley doesn't care about stopping the run, right? He wants to stop the run. He would just rather you run it against him than pass it against him. But what he's trying to do is put light fronts up against it. So you try to run at it, but you have the dudes there and you have the scheme there to stop it anyways with those light boxes. And then also on the flip side of that, creating those double teams in the secondary and giving yourself as many people in the secondary who are trying to Neuter guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, yeah. like that's definitely where the defenses in the NFL are going at this point. You want to you prevent to those as explosives, right? As possible. And I just think with what they have now, they should be able to run lighter boxes, lighter fronts on the defensive line, and still get much better results. Because I mean, it was historically bad on third down, right? One of the worst teams ever stopping third downs. A lot of it did come because of the short downs and distances. And there's numbers to back that up, of course. They had the most rushing first downs allowed in, the league, third most rushing yards allowed as a team, fifth most in yards per carry allowed, fifth most in 20-plus yard rushes allowed, third most rushing touchdowns allowed, and the fifth least forced fumbles against rushes last season. So there wasn't really one thing that you could look at that you could find, like, a redeeming quality. But I do think there is one other part of it, David, and it's not just the defensive line that's going to have to get a lot better. I think yeah. Khalil Max going to help this immensely because he's yes. a super stout run defender and the yes, edge position last year against the run wasn't nearly as good as what it needed to be. But it's not just that. It's the linebackers behind him. It's the corners on the outside who missed too many tackles last year. It's Way guys like many. Nazir Adderley coming up and filling in run front. So as much as is, is, we're putting the onus on those dudes, David, it's going to have to be a team effort. And a lot of guys at a lot of different positions are going to have to be much better than they were last year.
1: Yeah, there's no question. I mean, and, and hopefully in another year in this defense for a lot of those guys, a lot of those cornerbacks linebackers. in this defense and these linebackers, yeah. hopefully they're more comfortable with what they have to do with their assignments, with uh, the new techniques that they need to master. We we know about that with Michael Davis. Michael Davis basically got a laundry list of things that he needed to improve upon. A lot from of new Brandon techniques Staley, yeah. that he needed to learn from Brandon Staley so that he can come in here and play corner in this defense the way Brandon Staley expects it to be played and it is very different from what he played with Gus Bradley and the defensive coordinators that he played with in the past so if those guys can step up and improve then it is definitely going to it's going to make this defense much much more effective but it all starts up front and the guys they have in house now up front is going to improve everyone else on the defense because they're going to get that penetration and they're going to allow those guys behind them make those tackles and make those plays
0: yeah but the thing is too is you had linebackers who were near the league bottom of average depth of tackle last year they weren't reading it they weren't getting to the right spots and kenneth murray at least when he was on the field last year had a big part of that 11 games last year 31 tackles only two tackles behind the line of scrimmage was not good enough and this is another year david where you go into it and it's our first chance maybe to see if he can take that next step because We don't even know if he's going to be back for the start of training camp yet. We don't know that for sure. He wasn't really in the OTAs or anything like that. And so we're going into in the same spot. Can he be that dude? Can he be the dude at Oklahoma, right? Can he, you find a way to use the athletic ability that's obviously there. And at this point, we still don't know. And it's to me, very hard to feel super great about.
1: I just hope that these injuries have not sapped that athletic ability that we saw Oklahoma that that rare ability to run sideline to sideline and to use those instincts and that explosiveness and I don't want them to rush Kenneth Murray back I want Kenneth Murray at 100% for the first time in his NFL career or as close to 100% as he possibly can be because hey this is a violent game and you know it's something I heard one of one of the baseball players say hey after the first game no one's 100% so I mean uh, I just want him to get as healthy as he can so he can really put his best foot forward and really show everyone what he is capable of doing right now because I don't know if we've seen a moment in time where Kenneth Murray was 100% healthy for the Chargers. That's what he needs to do. Also, he needs to master this defense. Hopefully, he got in the books and studied this playbook, got with the coaches, and really hammered down on the mental side of the game. So while his body was recovering, when he does get back on the field, he can just go out there and play fast, not think, and go play football.
0: Yeah, that's that's what you have to hope for. And for me, it's just getting – it's like how long do you keep hoping he's going to get back to that? But for me, I don't even think – That you're trying to get him to live up to first round value at this point, right? I think you're just hoping you can get a capable player out of it, which I think he has the athleticism to do, but it's not the athleticism. To me, that's a problem. I don't think he's going to get sapped with shoulder surgery and one ankle surgery. I would hope not at such a young age, but I think it's more about, can you, are the instincts there? Can he fill the hole at the right time? Can he use the instincts to make tackles behind the line of scrimmage, to get out in coverage as fast as he needs to. That's all the stuff we're going to find out in training camp. And it's just going to be so hard for him to do that if he's not out there getting reps in Brandon Staley's defense, a defense that he just kind of looked lost in at times last season. But there is another player, though, I am very bullish on, though, even though I shouldn't be because I've used him as my breakout player several times (laughs) in this year, Adderley, because – Zero interceptions is just not enough as a free safety. Now he has a little bit of competition and maybe a lot more talent around him, most importantly, that could hopefully unlock some things. So we're going to talk about whether Nazir Adlery is finally ready to, to make that leap and if we see any of that in training camp. And if Coley Mack can show some in training camp to show, hey, I'm still that dude that you don't want to mess with. And we're getting into that coming up right after this. All right, David, so we talked about Kenneth Murray, and it's just, I don't want to be a Kenneth Murray hater, right? I mean, it's just just how long can you keep hoping you're seeing something that you haven't seen yet through two years? And there's plenty of reasons why he couldn't have done it. I mean, there's plenty of reasons. It's new defenses, injuries, trying to come back. All of those things are true. But Nazir Adderley, I have a different vibe, I think, about where I am more hopeful that he can actually be the player that they thought they were getting when they took him in the second round. A couple of seasons ago, when he said, "Hey, I'm me and Derwin James are going to be the best safety duo in the entire league," and I think there were a lot of positive signs, even if they didn't show up as much in the stat sheet at the end of last season. Towards the end of the season, I thought his tackling was much better. He's yeah. always been very close to the plays, and I know that's what you're going to be talking about, right? I mean, one career interception is just that's just not going to do it. Like you just, it's not. You can't, you, you can't be that position, especially. When you you have a pass rush, right? And you've had opportunities to potentially pick off what five, six, seven passes maybe at the last least, couple of years.
1: At yeah. least.
0: And, and I mean the Terry McLaurin one's the one that hurts the most. Ugh. But like I, I just can't help feeling, David, man, maybe that's a dangerous feeling. Like it is starting to come together. Like we did see significant gro- growth in Nazir Adderley last year, and that this potentially is the season in a contract year where it can come together and you see a guy who is kind of whatever. And now it's like we're looking at him in an entirely different light.
1: It's because you see things that you make you go, okay, there it is. I like right. that. I see it. I see it. Right. And unfortunately, with Kenneth Murray, we haven't had a lot of those moments yet. But with Nas, the needle is pointing up because he's shown us that he can progress and he can get better. The final key is... Go back to his college days where he got 11 interceptions and 33 passes defensed in his college career. We know the ball skills are in there. We just haven't seen it manifest at the NFL level because he only has one interception in his NFL career. That's not the Nas Adderley that we saw in college. And I think that player is on the verge of showing itself this year. The collection of talent that is around him is going to allow him to play free. And also I think Everyone's talking about how Nas is an extremely intelligent player. Uh, Haley Elwood actually put out a a, a piece where she was talking with new charger safety, JT woods. And she was, he was basically just talking about how much Nas has really kind of put, brought him under his wing and really taught him not only things on the football field, but off the football field. So that intelligence, I think does manifest itself on the field for Nas. And I love the fact that he became a more physical player last year. If he can, put it all together with those ball skills and get those interceptions where he's been so close to getting, then he can really truly be that safety that I think he is capable of being. And I hope we see it this year.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't think it's an indictment on him that the chargers went and got JT woods in the third round. But it also is a great insurance plan for the Chargers because it, it, he is at a kind of pivotal moment in his career where it's like it has to come together soon. I mean, ideally yeah. for him, it's this season because he's yeah. gonna want to try to get paid. Right? And he hasn't had a, a super great season. Yeah. I mean, you look at the missed tackle numbers for last year. You're, you're not gonna like what you saw. I mean, it's 25 plus nine in a three game span. But it got a lot better. But that's to me where I think it has to be it has to keep going that direction, right? Yes. Because you are that last line of defense a lot of times. You need to come up and take good angles and be a sure tackler. And there was a lot of really good moments where you saw the technique, you saw the read, the instincts yep. were there. He's filling up in the hole. That's those flashes you're talking about. And we yep. did see a few, but it has to be this year. It, it, has, it The does. production has to match, you know, kind of the vibe or like at least just what – where we think he's going like it can't he can't just be a young promising well and hey jt so woods long.
1: might not be the replacement but you better believe that the fire is lit now and i mean hey you sure. don't, they don't draft another player at your position uh not looking at the future i mean you have to think about your job too so that's definitely going to be some motivation or should be some motivation well, for move. Nas to yeah. try to put it all together
0: i mean yeah and you shouldn't need any right and i don't think no. he does but yeah, I mean, there's young guys in there that are coming potentially for your snaps eventually. And I mean, for him, I think the biggest thing is like, hey, I'm going to be a free agent after this. Yeah, game. exactly. I better do something because this is you. You get a couple of chances to cash in in the NFL. You get six interceptions. It almost doesn't matter what you've done the few seasons before. Oh, like, yeah. yeah if pay. he does
1: that, he's getting paid. No doubt.
0: One other thing is, though, David, too, is like the Chargers haven't brought back a lot of the players they've had going to free agency. Now, under Brand since Brandon Staley showed up, they've been willing to let guys walk, especially the guys who were underproducing. Oh, yeah, not a boy, he's a Staley guy 100%. I mean, it in the, he wasn't the one that drafted him, right? He wasn't drafted right. playing this defense, he was drafted yep. playing a cover three center fielder type of a role. Should be able to still do what he's done now. He has the capability to do it, and I do think it's going to come together for him this season. And for his sake, he kind of has to, but yeah, there is a guy who has proven it in this league, and that is Khalil Mack, who seems It's funny. It's like somewhere between a mixture of, okay, Khalil Mack is washed and then also, okay, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are the best pass rushing duo in the NFL, depending on who you ask right now. But obviously coming off of a season where you only got to play in seven games, you missed 10 games. It's going to be hard to, you know. Get people to look at you the same way they did when you were the defensive player of the year and you were all pro at two different positions. <laughs> right. It's a little bit different now. But still, six sacks in seven games last year. That's on pace for a double-digit sack season, 12, 13 sacks in years. Obviously, great. You would take that across from Joey anytime, right? But that is like with Nazir Adley, right? Like one of the things I'm really hoping helps him is just how much more help is in that secondary now. How much better I feel. About that secondary now. Now that you have JT Woods and JC Jackson, right? And you brought in Bryce Callahan and some of these guys who you know will be in the right place in front of you. For Khalil Mack, he also gets that with Joey Bosa. Easily the best player it's ever played across from him. And obviously that's what you're hoping for the most, David, is that even if he's lost a quarter of a step, right? Like yeah. that that is. More than made up for by the fact that it's going to be very, very hard to double team him when Joey Bosa last year was one of the most double and triple team players in the league.
1: Well, I just love, I love the compliment to Joey Bosa, man. I just really, really love it because it, Khalil Mack is a, is a different type of pass rusher. He's a dude that that wants to to, to run you over uh, and yeah. he has just some and absolutely Kane. incredible strength. And he can really convert that strength to power very, very easily. And I think that's what makes him such a menacing player. Offensive linemen don't want any part of because he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna run you over, and he doesn't care. And he's gonna laugh in your he's gonna stand over you and laugh in your face after he did it, and he's gonna do it again. I, and also, Khalil Mack is very motivated. You can tell in, in yeah. every interview that he is putting out uh, th- this offseason. He's like. You, you, I I know you guys are talking about me. I know seems you're doubting off. me. He seems and mad. oh yeah, he th- he seems pissed. He's a very quiet, pissed off person right now. But those people, those are the people you need to watch out for because you know he's very internally motivated to go out there and show everybody in the NFL that he is still the real Khalil Mack, and he's about to explain that to everyone with the sacks he's about to rack up with Joey Bosa
0: yeah i mean for sure like he he looks like a man on a mission the way that brandon saley talks about it too makes it scary for other teams. i think it's just like (laughs) you know i know like what is about to do like you might not (laughs) know it yet but like i I knew what i was doing (laughs) when i traded for this dude right tom palasco same way like we we knew what we were getting and i mean he might be one of the best Second round picks of all time, right? The Chargers rated only a second round pick for this dude who could potentially come in and totally change how your pass rush for sure, which wasn't good enough last year. Yeah. But it's also to me so much showed the physicality that he's going to bring into yes. the identity of this defense. It's not just him, it's Kyle Van Noy, it's him, it's Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin the Johnson. The attitude. It's just. It, They're not going to get pushed around. I mean, it's just a a certain level of physical strength the Chargers did not have up front. Like, the ability to stand your ground is something that the Chargers were not known for last season. And I think a lot of people kind of skated and it got blamed a lot on just defensive tackles, but they have a lot more of those dudes across their defense this year, right? Adding to Derwin James, who can just eat glass, and Joey Bosa, who's never had a problem being a physical player when he has to be I that, I think, attitude, is going man. to totally change parts of the identity of this defense and get it closer to what Brandon Staley wants. And that's very, very exciting to me. Not just the pass rush, but what he brings from a physicality standpoint. What he brings from a physical dominance. I'm going to demoralize you because I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to throw you on the ground. I'm going to throw you away like trash because I can't. Exactly. I'm going to hip toss you into your own quarterback and then he's going to fumble. And then I'm going to pick it up and take it in for a touchdown. Like That's what Khalil Mack can do. He can bring these game-changing moments. And that's why you want his year out of it too, right? You want these guys to be making plays at the end of games yes. instead of needing Justin Herbert to bail you out with a minute and 32-second touchdown. And if you can yeah. get a couple more of those plays this year, you're 100% in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. end of story. I mean, that, that's it. You need closers.
1: And I just love I, I just love Khalil, what, what Khalil Mack is going to bring as, as far as that physicality because you need guys that are just going to mug you on defense. You, yeah. you need that. You need that you attitude sure. that they are going to – Yeah, you want that attitude that they're going to bring to your defense. And it just seems like the last couple of years, the, the defense has been a little bit of soft, a little bit soft, a little bit soft. And then you bring in Khalil Mack, I think that definitely brings I'm a more soft. physical nature to the Chargers defense that they need.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I don't think you're the only one that thought they were soft by any means. I mean, they, and, and Brandon Staley's been consistent about it on both sides, right? Because the offense has gotten a lot tougher, too. There's yeah. a lot tougher dudes on that offensive line that are willing to maul you as well. Yep. That's another great part of it. Brandon Staley said, we're going to get tougher. We're going to get just straight up bigger. They've done those things. but They did Check. need some speed, Check. right? And that's something that they did add a little bit of this season with the JT Woods. I mean, JC Jackson isn't known for that, but I mean, He could run a a 4-7, right? And I'd be fine with it because it's not he's just going out there and mugging dudes in that way, right, and just shutting dudes down. He doesn't really need to play with as a speed player. But I'm excited for what the Chargers have done defensively, but we're not going to know it until we see it during this training camp to see how all these new pieces fit, to see how these dudes gel out there because a lot of them haven't played on the same defense. But a lot of them, though, have. Way more than last year have played. Almost all these guys – have one year of Brandon Staley experience outside of guys like Kyle Van Noy and Austin Johnson. These dudes have all played in it either last year or with Brandon Staley in the past. I think that's going to make a huge difference, huge difference this year just like it is on the offensive side with guys returning to Joe Lombardi's offense. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. I'm thinking tomorrow is going to be undrafted free agents, the long shots, talk about some guys who could surprise everybody and find a way to make the 53-man roster because we're excited. Training camp is here, so make sure you don't miss it. Go check to and make sure that you are already subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and following the show for free every day wherever you get your podcast from. That Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. And also, guys, Fam Hill Friday is coming up quick. So if you guys want to get your questions on the show, make sure to go follow us at Locked On LAC so you can see the post we put out there and you can ask some questions there. You can also hit us up on Instagram at the Locked On Chargers or on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Heck, you could even put your question in the comments of the YouTube comments. And David Droegemeier's DMs are always open, as always, at Dro Talk SD. You can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, or you can call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. But we'll be back here tomorrow talking about some undrafted free agents and some long shots to make the Chargers roster. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.